0: Darren, we'd better turn around. Why? Because I've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. We are the things that were and shall be again. What was that film you were watching? Death, death, death. Death, death, death. Part two. Oh, Lord. But the front, time, bitch! What's up everyone welcome to the horror flicks and guitar picks podcast i'm your host tim trashmouth mills and today's guest is the one and only sean mott host of the metalcore nerds podcast now in case you missed the announcement over on the socials going forward i'll be dropping episodes on wednesdays instead of tuesdays so just keep that in mind when looking for new episodes every week and i'd like to give a shout out to my newest patreon andrew ward thank you so much for signing up man and it means a ton that you support the podcast if you'd also like to sign up for the trashmouth horror club over on patreon it's only two dollars a month and the link for that is in the description You'll get a shout out on a future episode as well as some stickers in the mail and a couple other perks as well. So. so check out that if you're interested. Make sure you go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all updates on the podcast. And without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Thank you for coming on the show, man. So we can uh, jump right into it. Usually I start with you know a few questions about you know your current projects and stuff like that. Uh, you host the Metal Core Nerds uh, podcast. Uh, what inspired you to start that? And, you know, For the people that uh, don't know, you know, what exactly is the Metal Core Nerds podcast?
1: So Middlecore Nerds is basically I have on guests from mostly bands. I have had some podcast guests on there too, but I take mostly bands and it's usually around the time now it's evolved into this thing where it's, they can come on and promote what they have going on, whether it's a tour, a new release, things like that, but they can talk about something that's not their band, which is like a cool outlet for them. And that's kind of why I created the show in general is to have people in from the alternative music world to talk about pop culture. So Oh. Hence the name metal nerds. It is literally the two combined together. And the reason I started it is I, I've been a fan of podcasts probably now since like 2016, 2017. So, uh, before podcasting, like super blew up, it was still popular when I got into it, but it wasn't obviously as prevalent as today. Like everyone has a podcast you know, or there's a podcast about everything, yeah. you know? And I started getting into wrestling podcasts first, and then I started just searching Marvel on my podcast app, and I found a, a whole bunch of different nerd podcasts, and it just kept snowballing. And when the pandemic hit, I, at that, I still work in the music industry, but at that point, I was a booking agent in the music industry. So when the pandemic and a graphic designer, so when that happened, my work was just gone, disappeared yeah. overnight, basically, like it did for a lot of people. And I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with my time. And my wife, Sam, she is a manager at Hot Topic. And obviously they were closed as well. So she started a Twitch channel for a little bit playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> and I was like, ah, maybe I should start a podcast. And she's like, yeah, do it. And I did. And here we are like two and a, almost two and a half years later.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Crazy. that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, you and me started around the same time because I'm about coming up. Yeah. On, you know, yeah, two and a half years and stuff. And I remember uh, when I was, was starting, I, I found your page and, you know, it was just, like you're pretty uh, I think you had either started like a little before me or like, you know, pretty much the same time. Because uh, I remember you were pretty fresh on the uh, scene as well. So as uh, but mine was, you know, expired by the same thing, the pandemic, mostly, you know what I mean? Like I did a podcast the year before that was like a lot of everybody else's where it's, you know, just chatting about horror movies. But then, I, you know, the, the pandemic. Uh, that kind of, you know, fell apart because my co-host, you know, kind of just, you know, went uh, mm. a wall I guess is the word or term I use. But uh, <laughs> so uh, I like I couldn't get up with him anymore and stuff like that. So it just got hard to do. So like eventually the pandemic, yeah. you know, sparked this for me as well. And it was kind of the same thing, but uh, in a different way, like the fact that everybody was sitting at home it made it so much easier to get guests. Like it's not hard now because, you know, there's still enough bands that, you know, uh, spend time at home and then, you know, pre recording and stuff. That's why I pre-record so much, uh, you know, uh, ahead of time is mostly just You know, in case, you know, people get back on the road and I can't get up with them and shit like that, but, um, but hell yeah, no, I'm uh, a big fan of your podcast and everything you do. You uh, do a lot of, uh, live streams with it as well. Don't you, do you have like an actual schedule with that or? I
1: used to. I haven't in a while. I haven't done a live stream in a while. So, But basically the show, I got picked up by Adobe How a few months ago. It's an internet radio station. So it oh. technically debuts live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Adobe How, which you can just go to adobe.com and stream it from there. Or there's an app, just an Adobe app where you can stream it. It's very easy. Mm. Uh, you can do it from the browser. It's no big deal. Um, and then after that, it goes on to onto all podcasting platforms. But that's all pre-recorded that I edit and everything. And then it debuts, quote, unquote. Live, but it's not really live. I haven't done a live one in a while. Just the logistics of it is so annoying. Technology can just be a motherfucker. And I just don't, it's hard to like produce a live show while also posting it yeah. and i used to do like live mcu trivia nights and stuff like that that were awesome it's just i haven't had time to like even think about writing questions and then coordinating people who want to be on it and it's a lot of work to put into it and i still have that in my mind i want to do it again but i just need to figure it out logistically the best way to do it and maybe find someone to help engineer it or something and uh, do it so I can kind of come back and be kind of like a regular monthly thing. That's oh, yeah. definitely a, a plan. I've like toyed around with like Patreon stuff in my, in my head, but I, I just, I do so much. I try to do so much content now, especially in the last few weeks, I've been doing a lot of short form stuff on Instagram and TikTok and stuff. Uh, just like, little news updates or short reviews and things like that so and i've started a new a new thing i've done the past two weeks since five bands you should be listening to and i just highlight five bands that pretty much have new music out and maybe you know them maybe you don't to kind of help go with that that kind of stuff so maybe hopefully i'll be live but it it, the show does debut every monday at 7 p.m eastern on adobe and then it's live on all podcasting platforms right after. Very easy to find. You just search Metal Corners or You can go to Metalcorners.com. All my links are right there. Super easy to find.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's on uh, YouTube as well, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Lately, I've been... Uh, since I went to the radio show, too, I've been... Got more meticulous with editing the audio version. And sometimes the video just doesn't work. Or, you know, sometimes the guest setup isn't good. And I have to edit the audio so much that the video isn't worth it. But lately, I've been trying to... I've been lucky enough to be getting a lot of albums early. So I've been reviewing albums. So I've been clipping out those and posting them to YouTube. as just like a singular album review. They're usually like a minute, two minutes long. And then I've been trying to clip out. I have a now watching section. So like the show breaks down with like a song of the week that I highlight a song that's that's new and then we go into like latest nerd news and I talk about my guests with that. And then we go into now watching, which now watching is basically just what we've both been watching in the past week or so. So yeah. I've been trying to clip out. And then there's a main topic, whatever is prevalent at the moment. And uh, I've been trying to clip out the now watching section and post that to YouTube. Cause that usually ends up being 10 to 15 minutes or so. So it's like a shorter thing because long form video editing is just, I've gotten a lot better at video editing a lot faster <laughs> But uh, sometimes it's just, it's too much to do. And I usually can't, I've been doing kind of just like the simple upload the audio with like a, an image over it. But a lot of the videos I play, like bands are on labels. So I get a copyright strike and stuff like that. So it's like, I kind of leave that specifically to the podcasts because luckily enough, I get them from, you know, straight from PR people. So it's not like I'm going, Hey, I took this song and I'm playing it. It's like, no, I go, Hey, I want to play this song. Is that cool? And they're like, Oh yes, of course, here's the file and stuff like that. So it's, it's hard with YouTube, but I'm trying to experiment with things like that. Like even the short form stuff I've been posting on YouTube shorts. So all, all of that stuff, if you, if the same thing that I post on Instagram and TikTok, it's, I usually put it on YouTube too. So, oh, yeah. But it's, it's hard with long form too. It's, it's like you have to be established in YouTube for long form content to actually work. So I'm yeah. trying to slowly establish a short form and then maybe eventually I can get to do some more long form stuff, but that's like a, it's like a small priority. I've just been trying to do stuff to help build it, even if it's a tiny bit here and there, but it's a YouTube's a wild game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now uh, that's one thing is uh, you see things on YouTube that like uh, get tons of views immediately. And then you see stuff that's like really good content that just for some reason can't find an audience and stuff like that. So uh, I'm with you. It's, it's crazy to me. It's one thing that I've always wanted to kind of venture into, but I'm with you. It's yeah. like, you spend so much time editing the audio that you almost have to spend another, like like twice the time to do the video as well. And it's like, you want to move on to your next project, you know, next episode or like, you know, exactly. researching for your next episode. Plus you got time. Like uh, that's something I was talking to, you know, my wife about um, this morning is, you know, and you're in the same boat and even a worse boat because you cover like a ton of topics but uh you know because i'm just strictly horror but you cover you know uh marvel dc and then even like horror and star wars and all that stuff so uh yeah. it's one of those things that's like i told her it's like part of the job is watching stuff you know what i mean i mean it's not a job but you know like part of the hobby is you know like yeah. uh, you want to be up to date so you can talk about the stuff and it's like so you got to have that time available as well it's like sometimes you like chore watch stuff that you wouldn't normally like care to like rush to see but you know, you got a video like episode to shoot or something. So <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean. It's very hard to find the time to like, you know, double edit if you like don't need to. And then uh, yeah. especially when you got to like fit in and you like fit in all these series and stuff, you know, like Star Wars and stuff like that. So,
1: yeah, and it's even harder, too, because I've been getting screeners for certain series and movies. So it's like some of that stuff I have to fit in. Like I have I've been getting some stuff from Hulu and randomly they just dropped two horror movies into my screen screeners app. Like oh, yeah. no emails. I did not request them. They were just in. I just happened to look at my screeners app and I saw them in there and I was like, yeah, I guess I got to watch these. And I was like, it's like, a like I can't watch these. And it's like, like recently, like right now I have the new VHS movie paused on my other screen oh, <laughs> waiting fuck, yeah. to, cause I leave for vacation in like two days. So I'm like, fuck, I got to watch this before I leave and, and do a review and have it ready. So when I'm on vacation, I can post it. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the grind becomes, uh. A lot lately but it's fun it's, it's 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 become a lot fun it can be very anxiety driven and time consuming but at least it's fun <laughs>
0: yeah hell yeah Now i'm stoked for that vhs uh, 99 myself and then uh but like that's i had the same problem because uh, i get shutter screeners or I used to get like i was yeah. getting quite consistently but uh, i was having the problem of keeping up and like posting about them and i don't know if they like noticed that or whatnot but they kind of stopped sending them but then out of nowhere they would just send me one and like not say anything i just get an email so I like stopped trying to force myself to watch them because I was like, if I knew about them, I would. <laughs> but like they sent me Flux Gourmet a little bit ago, like right before it came out. Uh, I think it's streaming now on Twitter, yeah. but it was like two weeks before it came out. And it just popped up in my queue and I'm like, I got too much shit on my plate to try to watch right now to try to watch this. But so I was like, uh, but I'm with you. It's uh, um, I saw you saw uh, the Hulu film uh, Grim Cuddy. Would you uh recommend that? I saw you make a little video about it, uh, talking about it and stuff like that uh i mean
1: i didn't hate it but i didn't really yeah. like it either it had it had solid moments to it it's just with the, a thing with horror that i don't like is when yeah. horror movies are, are super heavy-handed with themes like overtly like bashing over the head with themes and that movie did that in droves and, yeah. and that's why i was like oh, the creature in it is pretty dope it's obviously practical i'm sure they mm-hmm. added some cgi in some parts and stuff like that but Th- those moments are cool because it feels like it follows in those moments. And that's like the only cool parts I liked of it follows. I just recently watched that like a few weeks ago and I really did not like it, which is strange. Cause I usually like everything. So yeah. I was like, I, I was just, I think the movie got hyped up so hard for me that I was like this movie, like everyone talks about it. It's so great. And then I watched it. And I was like, that was kind of uneventful, the is entire movie. Talking about it follows? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And this one was, more eventful but the events in it i just didn't care about and were kind of just i don't know it just didn't didn't totally work for me there is another horror movie coming out on hulu uh the 21st called matriarch which oh, yeah. i don't know when this co- is this co- does this come out after the 17th
0: yeah this will actually come out you'll be my first guest of november because november is my all podcast guest month so okay. yeah you can say it,
1: yeah uh, i gotta worry about review embargoes you know i don't want to get in trouble Yeah, but, uh, no, that that movie i would recommend because oh, you yeah. if it it's not, it's not a twenty four movie, but it feels like one of those weird, creepy, slow burn a twenty four movies. Mm. And it was, it was pretty cool. It's very strange and weird, but the ending was pretty wild. <laughs> not like, oh, yeah. not like crazy action wild. It's just I did not see that ending coming, kind of thing. Yeah. But I would, I would recommend that one. Grim Grimkida, I guess if you have nothing to watch and you want to watch something that's like uh, an original idea that's not like you know IP based, I, yeah. I would say go for it. But that didn't really work for me to be honest (laughs) now i almost didn't watch the second one i almost didn't watch the the matriarch one because i was like they must have just dropped them to get like extra exposure for these or something Mm. and i I was like man i don't even want to watch the second one then just the other day i had some time so i was like i'll I'll just watch it and see see because i didn't i and the thing is i went in blind with them too i did not watch trailers beforehand or anything i'm just like i'm just going in blind yeah see see it see where it takes me (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah, no, and I know exactly what you mean about uh, just to kind of comment on the uh, it follows like uh, I know that there's like a lot of hype around it and stuff like that, but it was one of those when I first saw it, it had the same hype and I didn't like it myself. Like, I even called it underrated on like a old like that first podcast I was talking about. We did like an underrated episode, and that was like a movie I called out as under I mean, overrated, not underrated. My bad. Um, I called it out as overrated and stuff like that, but after time and like watching it more, I do like it more so. I, uh, I definitely say, give it another chance in the future, like, but don't rush it. Cause it's like, yeah. it's one of those that I didn't, I don't know why, but it's one of those that I guess maybe because of what you expect the first time, once you get that expectation out and watch it again, it's better, so, you know, like some, yeah, just, uh, that happens a lot of times with movies, you know, like I'll give them a second chance if I thought that they were good films, but didn't like them type deal. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but, um, I
1: could, I could definitely say that. Like, it wasn't a bad movie by any means. I was yeah. just like, I guess I was expecting something different. Like, I think that's probably what, what made me feel that way. Well, plus you got sure.
0: even more years of hype on it too. So I could definitely understand it not being like it'd be very underwhelming. Cause like I said, I, I found I think that's what the big deal is for me. The first time it was very underwhelming. And then the second time I kind of watched it to enjoy like certain things about it. Like I was like, I want that kind of score and mood, you know what I mean? So I just ended up enjoying the whole film more that time. So um, but Makes uh sense. before we dive uh straight into you know just talking about horror and stuff like that, I do want to ask. Uh, Do you want to let the people know about, you know, where they can hit you up as far as, you know, like you said, you do graphic designing and stuff like that. If you are open for commissions and as well, if you want to go ahead and mention any other projects you do, if you have any other uh, things as far as podcasts or if you're playing any bands or anything like that.
1: Yeah, no bands currently. I did just start playing guitar again for the first time in like five years, which feels weird, but cool. It's 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 nice to play again. I didn't really have any care for it. But uh, recently I have I've, I've been playing with my friends. My friends bands have like an emo cover band and they'll yeah. cover like all the mid 2000s like bangers. They originally they're called career mode. They originally started doing just Tony Hawk Pro Skater covers, like anything off the soundtracks, but they've branched out to do more. They'll do like Fall Out Boy, Hawthorne Heights, Newfound Glory, like any anything under in in that like realm of stuff. So I've like played a few songs with them, which has been fun to like dip your toes back in and stuff like that. Yeah. Um so I'm probably going to write some stuff eventually. I'm just not putting pressure on it and just going to let it go as it goes and, and things like that yeah. for that wise uh design wise um yeah i am accepting commissions so you can just probably just hit me up on social media i'm on uh it's all just sean x mott on twitter instagram and just sean mott on facebook if you want to just hit me up there and then we can talk details I, uh, I actually i'm like the retainer designer for this group called shelter music group oh yeah uh, they're like a, they're a management group they manage acts such as uh zz top Dance Camp oh. and dance dying fetus so i've been doing stuff for like those bands which has been the craziest thing ever So said it's a
0: wild but, array of music for sure it's easy top to dying fetus for
1: <laughs> yeah they my friends uh Jono and derek they got absorbed or like kind of like brought into this management group and the manager group was already a thing and they brought in kind of like uh derek he manages dying fetus dancing having dance volumes oh, yeah. stuff like that and my friend Jono, he manages like Moon Tooth and and bands like that. It's uh, super awesome dudes, and but the, the the it's like a group. It's a management group. I think a label too is involved with it too. But yeah, they like it, they have like Seether, ZZ Top, Godsmack, like <laughs> crazy shit. It's it's nuts. Oh yeah. Like yeah. my first week there, I did stuff for ZZ Top. I was like, this is I was like, this is nuts. <laughs> like, this is crazy. That's no, yeah. Insane. Uh, when I'm not doing that stuff, I still do freelance stuff. They're just, they always come full, full, pri- uh, full priority for me. Cause I'm on retainer there yeah. and I have other few contract stuff I do. That is, uh, my consistent money. And then, uh, I just do the commission stuff to add on to that, to, you know, pay oh, the yeah. bills and do fun things.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. No, I don't blame you. It's just, uh, especially like, uh, you know it's fun, probably um you know as a graphic designer you i mean you chose that job for reasons so i'm sure it's fun for you to do like a lot of the commission stuff yeah. as well so yeah hell yeah but um so uh we can dive into the horror movie stuff and i kind of wanted to start with something a little specific just because i want to talk about it. i just watched it last night and i fucking thought it was amazing but uh marvel finally put out their first horror movie with werewolf but By- well not their first I mean you can go back and call it say maybe... a horror movie and uh depending on which you know but the mcu's first horror movie, well yeah i guess dr strange too is probably yeah. what you're referring to yeah a little yeah a little bit yeah yeah no, that was pretty uh definitely remember watching it and being like kids aren't gonna you know find this as like fun as i am <laughs> that's for sure no uh, <laughs> definitely not but uh, so they put out their uh second you know we could talk about that too a little bit if you uh if you like but you know yeah. they put out their second one with werewolf by night which i i thought both films were uh excellent uh what did you think about you know both of those films and uh You know, would you like to see, like, what would be something you'd like to see, you know, come next, you know, horror wise from Marvel, you know, except for Blade, which is already kind of uh, right up. Right. Yeah. Werewolf by Night was
1: fucking dope. It was so sick. such a. It was so cool how they captured like those 30s, 40s, 50s vibes, but made it modern and not corny and super digestible. And I just loved it. And it's crazy that Michael Giacchino directed this. Yeah. If people people don't know, he's a composer. One of the biggest composers out there. Like any Pixar movie, he's done the score for. He did he did the score for, like in this last year, he did The Batman, Spider-Man yeah. No Way Home, Thor Love and Thunder, Lightyear. He did the score for Werewolf by Night too. because why the fuck not? Like the dude is an incredible talent. And I remember like word, because the, the thing about this project is a lot of people knew it was happening, but they didn't announce it until very recently yeah which is wild and the word was that michael Giacchino was doing it and everyone's like whoa like he's directing it that's so weird and I, I mean i've thought the same thing too but i was like i don't think kevin feige would put someone in there that wasn't going to deliver you know yeah. like that doesn't the dude knows what he's doing you know what i mean regardless if you like the mc or not like it's a success okay <laughs> like, yeah. probably the biggest success of our lifetime and Yeah, I I loved War of My Night. I'm so stoked for that. Multiverse of Madness, I really liked. It fell a little bit short of love, but the things I loved about it were like the horror vibes and seeing Wanda just be a full out fucking badass villain was so dope. I just think some of the story notes didn't hit the way I wanted them to, being such an MCU guy myself. That was the kind of big bummer about it. But other than that, it was like a super. I watched it twice in theaters. Like the movie is awesome. It's a super All fun right. movie. And I, I like Raimi too. So it's like that just added to it. Yeah. Uh, but next, like you did mention Blade. After these two projects, I have full faith that Blade is going to fucking rule. Yeah. No doubt. For sure. Seeing like the boundaries that they push pushed in these, these two projects specifically, I'm very stoked to see what they do with Blade. Other than that, I really want to see. Moon Knight take a darker edge I liked the Moon Knight series but um it was a little uneven at the end of the day some some moments were a lot better than others but I I I hope they kind of lean more into like what those projects brought you know make it a little darker make it a little more violent and and stuff like that and I I I have to imagine they're they're leading to a Midnight Suns kind of movie or series or whatever they're gonna end up doing and I think that'll be super sick eventually yeah. just see probably black knight blade moon knight maybe even werewolf by night and who else? a ghost rider i'm sure yeah i can't wait to see ghost rider come in actually that that's, yeah, that's that's another one that i can't wait to see in the mcu to see what they see what they do with that yeah
0: hell yeah now after these two films that's one i'm like most excited for is like when they finally enter the ghost rider world you know whether they do uh you know reyes or uh johnny blaze or whatever uh, is it blaze yeah. or yeah Yep, I always get Johnny him Blaze. mixed up with Johnny Storm from uh, uh Fantastic <laughs> Four, because I'm like, I don't know, but uh, both
1: deals fire, yeah. So
0: have the name Johnny. <laughs> that's why I'm like, which one's Blaze? Cause I know they're both fire, but uh <laughs> and it's been so long. I just saw I always see Nicholas Cage when I think Ghost Rider now, just because you know, growing up, you know, when I grew up and stuff right. like that. But uh but uh which we don't have to linger on the Marvel stuff too long, but uh you know, I just definitely want to talk about it a little bit because it's you know so awesome to see and i really did enjoy uh where was by night is definitely gonna be up there as one of my favorites of the year i don't know if i'll probably uh as an excuse to not put it in my top 10 call it a, a special or something you know because it's not a movie technically yeah, yeah so that way i can keep it in the honorable mentions in the world. <laughs> but uh, i actually really loved it though it was uh uh I love that it was only 55 minutes, you know, it was, uh, still funny, like Marvel stuff, but it didn't feel forced in any way. And it just, uh, like everything about it, like you said, was a perfect ode to the thirties and like forties and stuff like that. And then it had, uh, but it also had like these perfectly funny, like horror moments. Like, uh, my favorite thing about the whole thing, uh, is when she would like, like when she's fighting, I'm not, I'm not going to character names. So when she's fighting the one assassin and she cuts his hand off, the one that has like the bow on it and she like flips him over, you just see blood like go with his body, like spraying, and it like same thing happens later on when they're like a there's like a big fight scene and everything with like everybody yeah. and uh no that shit's just uh, the fact that they went like that you know with it and then uh, the whole Ted character was amazing so
1: I love Ted Ted rocks I love the bromance the Ted and Jack bromance was was dope and that one one take when he transforms into the werewolf that yep. one one take of him taking all the guards was fucking sick
0: it yeah was and- so dope the look of the werewolf was fucking amazing one thing i told my wife is i was like i kind of like that they made it they kind of made him look like a like he could be a brother to beast like if you turned him blue blue, i wouldn't be mad if that was like how beast looked you know what i mean when they finally introduce him if they decide to you know but that's a good point yeah it is very similar look yeah yeah call because they could just kind of like you know the way that they like to bend stuff a little bit and you know he could be like a uh air or whatever whatever but which we never saw the werewolf in color. So it could have been a blue werewolf. <laughs> it could have been a beast, but, but uh, so, and that was kind of cool to see the color at the end, just to kind of, cause it made yeah. Ted, it made Ted look so much more practical. Like he kind of looked a little CGI, you know, when the black and white, just cause it was like covering it up and stuff and silhouette. But yeah. uh, you could really see how like, uh which I've seen the picture of the practical, you know, from behind the scenes and stuff. So I knew it was, but it was really cool to see it like in color and like it made it look yeah. so much like more real looking, even though like everything else, you know, looks perfectly fine in black and white. That was the only thing I was like, I liked him in black and white. I was just like, he looked even better in color type thing. So.
1: Yeah, I, I agree there too. It's wild the things that are practical and that are CGI and that people complain about CGI mm-hmm. and then other things that are CGI that people, think are practical and don't complain about. Cause they don't even notice it's, it's yeah. the, the craziest thing. Like uh, not to go back to a multi-person madness, but that, the black black bolt in the illuminati scene his yeah. suit is like entirely cgi which yeah. is nuts that's so crazy and no one ever was like man the cgi looks terrible and it's like you didn't even notice it was there it's yeah. nuts
0: <laughs> no i know what you mean uh that's that was my thing that's like i knew it wasn't cgi but it felt just like weird which i mean sometimes they do put cgi on top the, of the facial
1: expressions yeah yeah that, as- that's probably what they did and that's probably why it looked a little cartoony
0: they were, and they were trying you could tell they were trying to make them look slimy even in black and white which was kind of hard to do you know what i mean so i could see where they were probably trying to make it like a like a little f- effect around them so but it looked it still looked great it just uh looked even better once it hit color so i'd like to see more oh, yeah. with them if even if it carried on into a color film and stuff but uh but uh to move on into just like, talking about horror in general and stuff like that you know growing up you're obviously a fan of you know uh a lot of stuff that has fandoms you know like star wars marvel dc uh were you always a fan of uh horror as well and you know did your relationship with horror movies you know change? like did you uh start out scared of them as a kid or have like you always kind of been a fan of them or you know what was your relationship with them growing up
1: so i used to watch Stephen king movies my mom when i was like five so oh, yeah. it's kind of always been around and that stuff never scared me but when i was nine my mom rented Blair rich project from blockbuster and oh, I was shit. like, I want to watch this. And she's like, no, you shouldn't watch this. And I'm like, I've been watching horror movies for years. I'll be fine. And let me tell you what my backyards were when I was growing up. Woods. <laughs> when I was nine and I knew nothing about this movie. So that movie scared the fucking shit out of me when I was nine. Oh, yeah. um, which is kind of funny because I don't know if it stuck with me because I kind of have like this, this love for found footage movies. Like even if they're kind of bad, I just kind of like them. You know, like I love Cloverfield and even like the first few paranormal activities I like enjoyed. I remember seeing those in theaters and stuff and like even the movie Chronicle is pretty good. The endings kind of whatever, but that movie's still cool. Like, I don't know. It's like I have I have this like affinity for found footage and that might be why maybe because I was so scared by one when I was a kid, but I've kind of always been into it. It's weird because I never consider myself like a horror guy because there's so many corners of it and there's so many so much I haven't really watched yeah, you know, so it's like I hate to be like, yeah, I'm a horror guy because it's like I don't want to seem like some poser who hasn't seen this crazy B movie or even heard of it or something like that. I don't know. I feel like uh, that that's like the weird line I'll draw for some reason. But yeah. I, I mean, almost I am very behind on theatrical releases for horror this year which bums me out because i really wanted to see them it just came to time and yeah. not seeing them but i've seen a good chunk of them like i saw scream i saw x i saw pearl i saw men oh yeah uh what was the other ones that came out this year i've missed nope i still haven't seen barbarian and i yeah. haven't seen smile yet which barbarian those, i don't know if you saw but they just things.
0: They just announced barbarian will hit uh hbo right yeah so like october 25th so it'll be in time for halloween I, I would highly recommend that one if you could still get into it without spoilers for sure but i was hard i have not point, been but.
1: spoiled on it even nope nope i know nothing about still okay. i don't do, i don't even know how but I, I know nothing about it which is cool i yeah. was actually i recorded i recorded an episode last night that's going to be coming out uh well actually it'll already be out by the time this is out but mm. Uh, about like my favorite horror movies of all time with this dude um his name is mikey he sings in this band the gloom in the corner from australia an incredible band they're so fucking good they're oh, yeah. like really wild kind of metalcore i don't even know how to describe them because they're kind of like almost like operatic feeling in in some parts it's it's nuts they they wrote like they write concept albums so it's it's all super sick yeah. definitely check out that band if you haven't but me and him did like a top five horror movies kind of thing and we we were talking about just like horror in general obviously and stuff and stuff like that and and he's like i loved nope and he's like do you know anything about the movie i was like i know aliens that's it and he's like good keep it that way and i'm like yeah "Yeah, all right (laughs) cool (laughs) cool So yeah yeah, there's a there's those few i've missed but i've kind of always been like i grew up loving scream and even like scary movie which is me thinking about scary movie now recently has just been so funny to me because like Scream's already kind of a parody, you know, in ways, it's just done very well and respectful. Yeah. So it's like funny that a whole genre of movies, not a whole I mean, obviously, parody movies like Spaceballs and shit like that existed before, yeah. but it kind of started this new genre of mostly terrible spoof movies. Yeah, i love the scary movies don't get me wrong but most of the other ones are so bad yeah. <laughs> it's so did what par- terrible
0: it pretty much did what paranormal activity did for found footage again like it just kicked it off to where like true it, it always existed <laughs> but it wasn't like like it kind of had died out at that point you know or you could say it did what scream did for parodies because you know like the slasher true. film it died off and then scream kind of kicked that back in but there is classic right. like you know like you said space balls naked gun you know you got uh, airplanes. airplane so you got so many like classic yeah. parodies but there was a huge gap from like those 90s ones started getting stale, you know, like Vampire in Brooklyn was kind of whatever, which that wasn't even a straight up parody, but it was horror comedy. And then, uh, yeah, um, Dracula dead and loving it wasn't great and stuff like that. So no, this is, I I agree hundred percent scary movie. Definitely like almost as, uh, it's almost as important to, you know, comedies, you know, like when you talk about like movies that change genres, cause you know, parody is like the huge, like a big part of comedy that, you know kind of gets annoyed sometimes but just because it is you know pulling from something else it's not original but the uh but when you talk about parodies and you know like you definitely have to throw scary movie out there just like you would have to throw out like the exorcist for horror movies you know what i mean like that i know it's a big statement but it's true (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah you make a good point but
1: yeah so it's 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 this weird thing and i've kind of slowly gotten uh my wife sam and not not into horror movies she likes them it's just uh some of them make her too anxious I yeah, guess I, I guess that's, that's the best term for it which makes sense because a lot of them are very anxiety driven for yeah, sure especially if you going to theater like we saw like I remember seeing quite a quiet place in theaters and that was the most wild one of the most wild theater experiences for like the opposite ways because yeah. it was like dead silent in the theater for like two hours which is pretty nuts you know you could hear a pin drop in that theater it was it was crazy which is honestly because I've heard have people people have the exact opposite Reaction to going to see that movie, like oh, I was so fucking awkward. Like, yeah. you know, there was no noise or anything. I like loved it about that. I was like, man, like, this what a cool experience. But yeah, yeah. so she, she still comes to me with it, but she's also, you know, she works for retail, a manager in retail, so her schedule is insane. Yeah. So sometimes I just go with friends instead of going with her to certain ones because either she doesn't care about it or she, you know, didn't want to see it or something. But yeah. but yeah, it's uh like I mean, we saw it together. The remake of it a yeah. few like a few years back when that came out, we saw it in this super like old theater that was like redone on the inside, which was super cool. You like seeing that in fall in this kind of like old theater yeah. was pretty dope. But yeah, I mean, love me a good horror movie as long as it's good. Like I don't even care what kind of like I love like across the board. Like I love like Hereditary, then I love like slashers, yeah. and then I love just like creepy weirdo horror movies.
0: It's like whatever it is, it's kind of me with anything. You know, if I like it, I like it. If I don't i don't you know hell yeah no and um you know not we don't have to dive into any of them or anything like that and you don't have to give your full list because you know i don't want you to spoil your episode but uh uh what is some of your favorites of all time if you don't mind me asking as far as like horror movies go like uh some that really sit at the top you can give me like one and two if you want so you don't have to like and then you know we don't have to elaborate on too much so that way people can go check out uh your episode because like sure. you said it'll be out by now so
1: yeah one and two i had scream in halloween Fuck yeah. Mostly Scream is just my favorite horror franchise. It's just, I just love it. I love the yeah. meta-ness of it. I love the brutality of it. And the reveals are, for the most part, also usually really cool. Not yeah. every Scream reveal is hit, obviously, but uh, I still like all the movies um, to, to to a certain extent. And Halloween is just... Uh, I Sam watched it for the first time a few years ago, and I rewatched it probably for the first time in years. And just the fact that a movie from the 70s holds up the way that movie does is so insane to me yeah and and just the way it doesn't rely on gore or shock factor or anything it just building of tension and terror is so dope and that's like what I had I also me and him both had he had scream on his list Mikey did too but we also had the cabin in the woods on the list as well Which is kind of like I I, th- I do not think that movie would exist without Scream because it, it, it is kind of like a meta commentary on slasher movies, but just like the the whole thought process behind that movie and the big reveal at the, at like I guess in the third act is so sick. Like that yeah. movie is so such a wild time. I actually rewatched it the other night and I was just like, this movie rules. Like to think of this concept is so dope because obviously you have to like love horror and like yeah. sci-fi to even think of that. But to, to put those pieces together was, was, was super dope. So, yeah, those, those are some of my favorites Fuck overall out. of all time. Yeah. Even, no, I, I mean, this year has been sick,
0: too, for horror. Yeah. Even though I've missed a few. It's been pretty insane, honestly. Yeah, even the ones just hitting streaming and stuff like that. You know, uh, Prey was excellent. There's been a couple other ones yeah. that have uh, um, just hit streaming that I'm excited. A uh, Deadstream just hit recently. I don't know if you saw that on Shutter. I really enjoyed Deadstream. I thought it was super fun but uh, i haven't
1: watched it but my friend actually just recommended that uh we have this like little podcast group and uh oh, yeah. he's like yo check this out that's the found footage one too right
0: yeah it's like a guy he's pretty much live streaming the whole time but uh but, yeah that yeah. that one's super fun and then um you know there's just been other i'm excited to check out i was watching the beginning i was actually watching a movie before we started too but i paused it and <laughs> i was watching the new hellraiser finally because i've been so busy oh like, yeah, i wanted I to watch it either. Yeah, I wanted to. Uh, I had time last night for a movie, and I picked Werewolf by Night because it was shorter for one. And then also, like, I definitely wanted to t- chat about it with you a little bit and stuff. Uh, Hell yeah! Just because I'm not, you know, it's not a guarantee any of my other guests have seen it, you know, just because it's on Disney Plus. So, uh So, um, I definitely wanted to be able to chat about it a little bit. But so I'm with you. I watched a little bit of Hellraiser this morning, and uh, but I, I want to watch the rest of that when I get out of, off of the chat with you. And I'm probably going to watch uh, Significant Other because I've heard that that actually takes a pretty cool turn that uh, Amazon Prime movie with the uh, Mike. Yes, Monroe I have from heard. Mid-follows. yeah
1: yeah someone i think i think i saw on tiktok someone rec- recommend it being awesome yeah the, it's just, just the other day now you know i was like wait where i heard that i was like oh yeah i just heard that the other day someone recommending that
0: but then uh even uh, there's movies i forget about at the beginning of the year that were really good fresh with sebastian stan was excellent uh fresh
1: was solid as hell yeah
0: uh, No exit came out at about the same time i think it was i think it was technically 2022 it might have been the tail end of 2021 but uh no Exit was really good. It was it, I think it I think it was 2022 because it was I watched it right around the I think same so time as Fresh. Yeah. So um but if you haven't seen that one that was pretty good. It's more of a thriller and stuff like that, but so there's just been like non-stop good shit this year. So I'm uh I'm with you like 2022. A lot of people are saying it's going to go down as like a great year for horror and, uh history of horror and uh I I highly uh, agree. You know, I think it'll be like top 5 in years in horror just because not yeah. only is it, you know, so many good movies coming out this year alone, you know, Pearl and X, like that's unthinkable you know like a movie coming out with a sequel like that you know a horror you know like matrix did it kill bill did it but when has horror done it and then um as far as uh not only that but it's the 40th anniversary of so many iconic films this year is the thing uh halloween three creep show uh i mean the list goes on and on uh so stuff like that there's just so many Ooh, movies yeah. that hit 40 years this year so it's just it's insane uh like how much this uh, year is gonna mean for horror for sure but yeah it's it's sick.
1: I need to catch those three. I haven't missed. Oh, the one I other watch. I, I just remembered Black Phone. It's probably my favorite horror movie I've watched so far this year. Fuck yeah! really. I really, no, I really, enjoyed I really that. dug that movie.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Now I saw that in the theaters. It had a, uh, somebody asked me about it afterwards, and they were like, "What? What is it like?" Blah blah. blah. And I, the only thing I could really think to compare it to, without saying, I mean, it's obviously not to this caliber, but um, it felt very much like Silence of the Lambs. You know, like where you know the yeah, like you know the killer the whole time. You know what needs to happen. It's like, but it's about the tension of getting to the end of the movie you know like getting to that like uh the end of the film i guess you know the climax or whatever. yeah but I yeah I, I don't even think i would have thought of anything to compare it to to be honest. <laughs> you know no it was just somebody was asking and i was like well it's not really a slasher because it's not like michael myers you know like he's not going around no so it's like yeah i was like i would definitely put it in that realm because it's like definitely horrifying you know and stuff like that but it's not uh like uh you know especially at times and stuff like that and i like how it alludes to a lot of stuff but doesn't ever like really give you the info you know like what exactly the grabber does to these kids and stuff like that never really right (laughs) you just kind of get teases from like what the kids say and then what he says and stuff so but yeah oh yeah i definitely want that van i'm not gonna lie i know it's creepy but i like the black van (laughs) yeah that was cool
1: that was cool Oh, yeah. I, I think I think there's just a, such a cool thing about like modern movies taking like old time periods like, yeah I mean, we've seen it multiple times this year we saw it in black phone then we saw it in Pearl end X of them like perfectly capturing or even like stranger things which is you know it's like a horror show especially this last season of yeah. them like capturing these decades ago and, and doing a really insanely good job at them it's so it's so cool seeing that because you know not not it's cool to see not everything taken
0: take place in like the modern day you know what I mean yeah no I don't know exactly what you mean especially uh Pearl like you've never I've never seen a horror movie go back to 1912 or 18 or whatever like usually it's like if you see a movie that's that old it's like Nosferatu took place in 1922 and that's about as far back as I've seen you know what I mean so right but or like war movies you know of course but that shit's so so different you know so like Pearl Harbor and stuff like that. but uh which I don't even think. Pearl harbor i don't think happens i don't know i'm not a historian i'm not gonna dive into that (laughs) (laughs) don't go there tim because you'll have somebody listening to the podcast being like you (laughs) 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 motherfucker!" call this podcast i have a uh a review that's like treasonous (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but nah but uh no it's just i'm with you it's just uh it was it's nice to see different like different things too like so many different things have come out in horror this year like in uh uh, you know, different, like coming up, uh, which, you know, by the time this comes out, it'll already be out. But like the fucking thing Netflix is doing with uh, Guillermo del Toro and the Cabinet of Curiosity is like four double that's, features. That's, yeah, like what other year would you get something like that? And uh, one of them's Jennifer Kent, who did Babadook, and the other is uh, Panos Cosmatos, who did Mandy. It's like those are some really fucking high caliber directors for sure, especially in like today's horror. So, yeah, for real. But and it's just going to be at your, on your TV like you can (laughs) yeah you just click it on boom (laughs) yeah there it is so now i'm I'm with you but uh so kind of the back half of the show i like to ask some like hypothetical questions you know and stuff like that and um okay you know usually uh my normal guests are like, you know, uh musicians, it's like some, kind of same thing as you, but you know, just talking about sh- just horror movies every time and stuff like that. And every now and then I have like a horror guest, you know, to break up the monotony. But this m- month I wanted to go more podcast guests and just kind of get some of my favorite, you know, podcast hosts on and stuff. So I kind of like uh changed up the questions for you know everybody to kind of you know make them fit a little bit more. Um, but for you, I know that uh you usually like you're kind of like me, you kind of just do uh guests that are musicians and stuff like that. But every now and then you will have like a, a you know, like if you get a, uh, an interview or something like that, uh, you you'll do an interview and stuff like that. If somebody came to you and I know you don't, uh, like you haven't really dived into the horror world that much as far as those go, but if somebody came to you and said you had free reign of anybody in the horror world to interview, but they had to be alive, obviously we're not going to make, I'm not going to make it that hard for you, but, uh, they had to be alive and stuff like that. Uh, who would you interview and you know, um, what's some of the stuff that you definitely would want to talk to them about? Wow. That's a really good question. And I'll edit this down. So (laughs) just feel free to take a time.
1: I think I the name that just popped to my head so I'm just going with it is Jordan Peele. Hell yeah. And I think I just want to talk to him about like the his like what and I'm sure you can find this in probably interviews with him and stuff but just kind of what made him fall in love with horror and what made him cuz he took such a drastic jump when he debuted with Get Out, you know what I mean? Like everyone knew him as the sketch comedy guy. Yeah. And then he just came out with like, you know, one of the most iconic horror movies of our generation. You know, and now he's done it seemingly three times and kind of this, you know, impeccable record of movie direct, like, you know, directing movies, which is crazy. Yeah, doesn't really happen a lot, you know, so I would just want to, yeah, like what made him, because obviously he had to have love for this, like his entire life to just go from, and and I know a lot of people kind of say like horror and comedy are kind of one and the same in a way. And that like, you know, comedic actors are usually the best like drama type actors and and things like that because of the things you need to do in comedy. So I'm sure there's some uh, like meshing with that stuff, but I just think that dude is so smart and so like revolutionary. And I actually also would want to ask him what, because I know he likes, he's kind of shied away from doing like IP type stuff Mm -hmm. and, and things like that, but. I would definitely go like if there was one IP thing you could do and that you wanted to do, like what would you do? Yeah. Cause I know he, like, again, he's kind of been like, nah, I want to, I can make my own stuff. Why would I want to do anything else? And that's a fair point. Yeah. But it's always interesting to see what those kind of people do, like those kind of directors and, and creatives do in an IP driven space. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I know like the blade director left and I know Jordan. Everyone's like, have Jordan Peele do it. And I'm like, that will probably never happen. That would be insane. (laughs) Like, You know, so I think that would be cool to find out like what what he would do. He kind of skirts the question anytime anyone, anytime anyone asks. But I'm sure there's got to be something that that has piqued his interest. You know what I mean? That he would that he would take on.
0: Yeah. No, I, uh, I that's one that I would definitely love to, you know, just hear him talk about, like you said, just kind of like his love of horror in general and stuff like that. Because every time I feel like I find an interview with him, it's him with his cast and he's talking, he's talking very film specific questions and stuff. Right. And then um, I definitely found, you know, I've listened to his interviews with Bobby Lee on Tiger Belly and stuff like that. But those are all just them talking about like their fun times together on Mad TV. You know, they chat about uh, at the time, I think Get Out was just, like just they did an episode before get out had ever came out and you didn't even know anything about it. And then like they did an episode after get out, but they, they've like never done one since us or nope or nothing. And even then they just talked about get out. They didn't talk about horror movies in general. So I would definitely like to, you know, with him having such little nods to like having a uh, chud next to the TV and the beginning of us when it's like zooming in on the, like, uh, Families hands across america thing and it's like showing like all these like vhs's on the side he has like chud up there it's like like that's something that you don't just put up there unless you're a fan of movies like that you know so i'd love to definitely see that right. but uh and then like you said he's knocked it out of the park three times with movies he's directed he's produced you know them which was a great series he produced candyman which was like a pretty good uh you know reimagining seek, you know requel or whatever i guess this is the best term for that one but uh yeah and uh, so I, and then Twilight Zone was pretty good. I watched. I haven't watched all of it like I'd like to, but I've watched some episodes, and I've actually really enjoyed that. So I do know that uh, it's been talked about for him to do People Under the Stairs next, which is a you know a remake. But um, hmm. I don't know if it's going to be another one of those situations with Candyman because I don't know if you remember when Candyman first was talked about, they kept just saying Jordan Peele's Candyman, and the next Peele's thing you know, Sam. it's yeah. And the next thing you know, He's it's just like a producer. yeah, you find out that there's actually another director, which she you know she did amazing. Uh, Nita Costa, I believe, is her Costa. Yeah, yep. uh, she did amazing with it and everything. And, but it, just, it took a while before they actually announced that he wasn't directing it. So I just hope, you know, that might be the same case with people under the stairs, too. So that's why I don't have, like, I'm not holding my breath with that one, but that's they definitely- They did the same
1: thing with Lovecraft Country, too, because yeah. he was a producer, him and J, It was, like, from the minds of J.J. Abrams and Jordan Peele, but they were just, like, producers on it. They weren't, like, yeah. they. it was Misha Green. It was her show. They were just producers, but they put the names in front, which is kind of a disservice to the, you know, the person who's actually, you know, doing the work but i get why they do it from like a marketing standpoint but yeah i remember the Candyman. so i was like oh shit jordan peele's doing Candyman. that's fucking wild i mean that movie was pretty dope to be honest uh the way it was shot was insanely impressive and stuff like that the ending freaked the fuck out of my wife because she has uh tryptophobia so like all that like she was like i can't even look at
0: this (laughs) and i was like i get it i get it (laughs) No, nah, I definitely uh, feel around on that shit. That's fucking that. Uh, I really enjoyed the new Candyman and stuff. And uh, I'm with you. It's uh, one of those that I wish that they I kind of was, was expecting a sequel to be like announced almost immediately. And the fact that it wasn't right. I, or still hasn't been is kind of surprising to me. I kind of want to uh, I wonder if it's got something to do with Neo DaCosta being busy or just, you know, because I know she's gotten some other stuff like uh, announced already and stuff like that. I can't remember exactly what, but um, she's doing a Marvel movie. I was going to say, I thought she was doing Marvel. I just yeah. couldn't remember exactly. But uh, so isn't she doing uh, Ironheart? or she's doing she's doing the Marvels,
1: or which is like I mean, the but... uh she's doing the marvels which is like the captain marvel sequel but that has oh, yeah. miss marvel and monica Rambo from wandavision all in it together yeah she's uh she's the woman behind that one which comes out next summer so oh, yeah. it's uh, if they're putting it in that position it's
0: gotta be pretty good it's a yeah. pretty big spot <laughs> you know yeah so it might be one of those that they you know and of course with jordan peele producing the first one he's probably calling the shots on a sequel anyways or like able to you know kind of what, make sure. Do you remember what studio did that? It was uh, I know they called him I know Monkey Paul was had their name's on it, you know, which is his production company, but uh yeah. I want to say it was Blumhouse, which yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking too, but I couldn't remember if it was Blumhouse or not. Which they're ones that will also like uh I could see them like having plans for it and just not talking about it right now because of Halloween and they you know, then they're already talking about the exorcist re- uh, trilogy they're doing next or whatever. So with oh, David yeah, Gordon I Green. They're doing and stuff, that. So, yeah. that shit. But <laughs> <laughs> no just uh but yeah jordan peele's one that uh just kind of mentioned back about that like i really enjoy him as well and, and if he did people under stairs it would definitely be fitting because that deals with class and race and stuff like that because it's all about uh you know uh the character that uh goes by the nickname i can't remember his real name in the movie because i just call him fool the whole time but he like goes in with ving rame's character to like steal gold from these people and that's when he finds people under the stairs so it's like uh if that's one, the, if you have never seen that i definitely recommend watching that I, one. It's- i've
1: heard of it never seen it yeah
0: it's definitely one that, uh, if you can fit in on, especially like spooky season and stuff like that, it's more fun than scary, but it definitely has some moments that will like just give you the heebie-jeebies and shit, but it's uh, <laughs> it's really good. It's got a good cast all around, like uh, if you ever watched Twin Peaks yeah well, kind of i'm very aware of twin peaks <laughs> well, you know the um you know big ed and his wife his like crazy ass wife in twin so, peaks mm, no i don't know i know like the main people and that, like the okay. main, like got the main
1: guy and that's like really it.
0: yeah well uh, they're pretty much in it and stuff like that as the like crazy couple on this and stuff so it's just it's very fitting but uh i definitely recommend checking that out but it, especially if you and you'll see like if you watch it you'll see what it mean as far as like redoing it and stuff but uh it's got ving rames in it as well so um cool but it's a really good movie but Hell yeah, ah, uh, that's a good choice for sure. Jordan Peele's one of the like to me. There's three directors that like right now can do no wrong. It's him, Robert Akers, and Ari Aster. So anything they they do, I'm pretty much on board for at least you know. Yeah, until I feel I, f- I feel
1: I feel like a name we got to add to that list probably is Ty West.
0: Oh yeah, oh probably. yeah, definitely. Yeah. You
1: know, like the the like like what you said earlier, the shit he's done this year is crazy. Yeah, it's well, House of the Devil. My he, favorites
0: too from back in the day. I've never seen
1: that one, but after seeing x and in pearl i was like i want to watch it now because yeah. these movies were solid as fuck and like just kind of seemingly came out of nowhere i mean especially pearl like yeah i was like oh he filmed two movies back to back what <laughs> Like, and like the ones you mentioned are like blockbuster movies who already had a successor beforehand yeah. you know what i mean this was just like he secretly filmed two horror slasher well one's kind of a slasher one's kind of like a psychological thriller i guess but yeah Crazy, <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. No, and he hasn't missed. Uh, I'd like if you definitely want some like cl- like good films to go back and watch that aren't you know super dated. All of his films are good. uh Innkeepers, The Sacrament, and House of the Devil are all three that are like top notch horror films, especially you know for being ones that kind of all went under the radar at the time. And then he did right. Cabin Fever too, but the producers and stuff like that got so like hands on with it that he like literally tried to get his name like pulled and I can't remember the fake name that everybody uses, but he tried to do one of those. Wow. And- uh, they wouldn't let him but so that's a bummer when that shows yeah but no i definitely agree he's right up there as far as he's probably uh honestly put him probably even a not like maybe a step above them you know just or he's kind of i feel like there's different tiers you got those guys and you got people like mike flanagan too that just pumps out so much work but it's all quality you know what i mean it's like yeah it's where like these guys have like done, he hasn't like, talked about enough either honestly yeah. No, he's like on a uh I feel like he's almost like attached to Stephen King at this point like if you're a fan of Stephen King you really like him which I mean I know not everything he's doing is Stephen King but it's like uh he's also not yeah. well, I guess that's one of the things too is a lot of the stuff he's doing is like adaptations like even Hill, Hill House was like an adaptation right. and uh you know Black Manor and like it's all like based off of something but still it's all I don't know it's like you can still that stuff usually makes uh set you up for a failure more than anything sometimes. True.
1: It's so, <laughs> very true.
0: Yeah. I mean look at the marvel movies i mean like some of the people that hate like hate on the people that do hate on the shit are usually just because they're trying to nitpick it not being exactly like they wanted it and they're and it, half yeah. the time it's because they read a certain run of comics or they like looked at a certain run of comics and i'm like yeah but in this run this is how it happens so it's like they never realize that it is accurate it's just not accurate to what they see you know they see uh saw when they saw it or whatever so yep exactly but uh so uh Kind of my only other hypothetical question for you. And then I got one other one that I like to ask all my guests in the show. But uh, my uh, other hypothetical question for you is if somebody came to you and with all these horror movies coming out and, um, you know, like all these big franchises and stuff, if uh, one of the big horror franchises and you like, it doesn't even have to be a, be a big horror franchise. It could just be one that you would be really interested in doing. But as a graphic designer, if somebody asked you got uh, came to you and uh, asked you to do a movie poster for uh, a big horror sequel what horror movie would you like to do a movie poster for and you know like what's some of the stuff that you would immediately be interested in putting on like the front of the poster and stuff like that it's got to be scream
1: i mean working with a working with Ghostface as like a mainstay of of like a piece of art would be so dope it'd be so sick and i know there's a big fan theory out there that everyone wants to see happen that stew is going to like be like a master killer. And I, I guess it was like in talks like years ago, Um, but it was like around the time with like Columbine and they didn't want to, or something like that. I could yeah, be Yeah, it was wrong. supposed to be it screen was, two,
0: I think, or, or three. Yeah. Was, I think it was three. It was supposed to be, yes, too. Kevin Williamson wrote, started writing it that way. And then they like, yeah.
1: There was something that happened in the world and they didn't want it to be like too yeah. much like that. To I be think be it was like Columbine. like Yeah, to be like disrespectful towards that and stuff like that, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But they even set it up, kind of, and you know he's in the Ryan Johnson <laughs> stab movie, like he's the guy in the fucking mask in the movie, yeah. Um, which you know, like not a lot of people know, but they have some like pretty wild Easter eggs in the, in the latest screen movie that are like kind of just you know, like Drew Barrymore is like one of the people on the phone and, and stuff like that, and. You see uh, Peyton's YouTube channel, which of course she's coming back in, in Scream Six, but it would yeah. be so wild because I think probably since Scream Two, I don't really think the the twists have been very good. Not that they've been bad, but they haven't been as good as like the first two. And the first two are very connected to each other, obviously. Yeah. But it almost felt like a reverse of like um, Friday Friday the Thirteenth in a way, where you know it was like you know it was the mom and then the kid and then it was the kid and then the mom. It's like yeah. kind of like a, a switcheroo of that in a way which is pretty smart but like i never would have guessed that in scream 2 you know what i mean that it was the, the mom to you know in in enact revenge against uh sydney and stuff like that but
0: when they play I, I d- very uh they play very smartly because of the way that she's like interacting with gail the whole time and gail never like freaks right. are like a different like but she never interacts with sydney and then finally when sydney right. sees her she doesn't even skip a beat she's like mrs loomis and it's like oh what the fuck like but you yeah. then you realize they never even like came across each other it was just her like like fucking waiting in the shadows and then coming up and bugging gail about some stuff so yeah exactly dude yes
1: great point and I, I just don't feel like they've captured that that magic and i, I like if they did a stew thing i mean it, it appeased so many hardcore fans you know what i mean yeah. like everyone wants to see stew back i mean he died or whatever but maybe he didn't die maybe he got severely burned and he's been in prison this whole time or i guess they have to find a good way to explain it obviously but and and they never do more than like two killers yeah which is so weird do three or four don't you think that'd be even crazier they just keep revealing fucking people like that would be so sick and it's some way to like incorporate that and maybe it's some teases in the poster if that's the actual ending you know kind of tease some stuff with stew somehow with like some little little hidden easter eggs in in the trailer and i'm also a sucker for just like super simplistic clean posters so being able to do that with the ghost face iconography and maybe some like blood or you know like a knife or something mixed in would be that would be a a literal dream (laughs) to do like to do any movie poster but if i had to pick one horror franchise it would it has to be scream It has to be
0: well yeah no, I agree 100%. I would love to see Stu return. It's one of those that if they do it, they're going to definitely piss some people off, but I think the risk is worth the reward type thing. But um, I definitely, uh, one thing that would be cool is that if they kind of return to like going back on set for like the stab movies and stuff, because they make such like meta commentary that they could also comment on like the practical effects thing. And like, uh, like you said, it's like to have multiple killers, like have more than a couple, like actually for the first time ever show us somebody die on screen, but then show us later that we didn't actually watch them die. You know what I mean? Like that they were using on, you know, like onset practical effects to fake the shit and stuff, you know, like they haven't done that. That's a good idea. Like, uh, even though they like went on the, you know, stab set the whole time for three, they never really used that shit. You know, they use squibs I think was the only thing they used uh because yeah. ghost ghost used them you know uh which was uh i can't remember his name now but the one that was like sydney's brother-in-law or whatever but yeah. uh that was the only one that i was like i actually like the reveal in four but i think it's only because of the fact that the whole time i kind of thought that they were going to push like uh emma roberts character as like the next sydney so when it did finally end up being her it was kind of like oh shit but um uh five was uh not underwhelming but it was kind of just like it Nothing could have Weird. been better. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it was one of those that I didn't really see any better options either. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. other than Stu maybe coming back, but uh, um, but no, I'm with you. I love the like the care that they put into five like uh you know having Tatum's ashes you know just up on his like uh and Dewey's uh, trailer and stuff like that. You know just showing like odes oh, the you know old characters that they you know have no other reason yeah. to be bringing up other than you know because if he made a comment about Tatum, it would feel forced because Sydney wasn't there around him. You know talking. You know it was never like just casual conversation with them. So. Um, but it was nice to call back to those characters and stuff. So uh, I'm right there with you. Screams, obviously, my favorite franchise is everywhere behind me and <laughs> on my hat. But uh, it's just one of those that it's like it, I'm with you. It's like even though like the worst one, three is still completely watchable and a fun film. So which three is the mine, opening of three is like
1: one of the best besides one. Like yeah. the opening of that is so sick is well, I guess the opening of, of five is really dope, too. And brutal as fuck. i didn't
0: expect it to be that brutal so when i was i was like oh shit like yeah i didn't expect her to live either so i actually liked the fact that she like survives the beginning you know what i mean so yeah spoiler for anybody that hasn't seen five but i mean as i say at this point it's been on paramount plus since like march so it's been almost a year you know what i mean like nine months yeah yeah no, the night that I actually watched it, because, like, back then, I already left, the, like, I've left the theater now and everything, but I used to, you know, I was working there and stuff. I watched it at midnight the night that it became available, and literally when That's I got awesome. home at 2 a.m., somebody, like, had already posted, uh like, the two names of the killers completely, and they were just, like, so-and-so and so-and-so are the killers in Screen 5. Like, that was all they posted on a horror, like, uh group. I'm sure somebody eventually took it down, but it was, like, when I saw it, it was, like, two or three minutes, like, since posted. Dude. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was like 2 a.m. And I was like, you must have just literally did the same thing I did, but felt compelled to ruin it for a bunch of people for no reason. Like, so wow. it's just great. Somebody just actually ruined something for me on uh like a comment literally that did, didn't need to be. I wish I could remember what it was because uh it was like a movie that I've been kind of wanting to see. And like, I was looking through the comments and somebody was like, oh, it was the new um Argento movie, uh, Dark Glasses. Somebody was uh put just random this hit hitting shutter, you know, like in a week. uh I yeah. think it literally hits this thursday and somebody literally posted in the comment and they were like i didn't like the killer but and then like posted like who the killer was and what his motive was and i was like i didn't expect that to be the next line in your comments so that sucks but i was just like people suck I'm like what's Jesus. what compels people to do shit like that for like little like a little movie like that know. you know what i mean so it's like yeah what? i don't know why people do that stuff it's crazy chill yeah. with the spoilers no, we used to have a kid at the theater that we used to have to be like, shut up. Like, as soon as he walked up and be like, have you seen this? We'd be like, shut up. Because, like, we wouldn't <laughs> wait for you to answer. He would just start spoiling shit. But or he'd be like, oh, OK, Jesus. well, I just won't say anything. But I'll do And like he'd keep going and be like, no, like, stop talking. But uh, so oh my God, but, yeah, spoilers suck. But uh luckily, that's why I'm not like anti the whole streaming thing nowadays, because if I can't make it, I'm glad that like Halloween this Friday comes out, you know, on Peacock. I'm super stoked that I don't have to try to make it to a theater before it gets ruined for me. Cause you know, somebody's dying in and that's important and it's going to be all over the internet very quickly. I feel like, so I'm I don't sure. want to yeah. be spoiled, but, <laughs> but, um, so uh, my final question i like to ask all my guests pretty much is, uh, do you have a horror story of your own? And, you know, it could be from, uh, you know, your years in the uh, past, you know, being on the road with a band or anything like that, or it could be, you know, uh even a podcast gone wrong if you you know you like to share a story like that or it could just be a story that was scary as shit that happened to you in your personal life and if you believe in the paranormal you're more likely to share that as well I don't know if I don't believe in the paranormal but
1: I, I feel like there's something there I just haven't really experienced paranormal things there's been some weird nights on tour that I there I can't remember what happened but something weird happened it was like a night drive and we saw like a person like in the road we just we did not stop we yeah. learned from horror movies but i was riding shot like co-pilot or whatever you know to help make sure we're both awake and shit like that and i remember my friend was driving and i was just like we're both like did you see that and we're both like yeah and it, it like had to have been like four in the morning or something yeah never know if it was real or not but we both saw it so that's fucking weird and this isn't really like a horror story but almost anywhere in pennsylvania besides basically Pittsburgh or Philly. And I guess Scranton for some reason, isn't that weird, but any other town in Phil or in Pennsylvania, if you go there, it feels like any horror movie where they're like hiding something <laughs> like Hills have eyes or something. Every town in, in Pennsylvania feels like that. Like, it's like, you're honest, you're in a horror movie and they are hiding something super fucked up. Like I don't Georgia know why. But that's, yeah. But that's what it is. Almost every town in Pennsylvania I've been to. Like you go to a gas station, it feels like you're in a gas station in a horror movie. And, you know, you're just like, what the fuck are these people hiding? Like, that's Mm -hmm. the way they act towards you is like they're hiding something. And it's so strange. And I don't know why,
0: but Pennsylvania, weird as hell. (laughs) <laughs> too many just random kids staring at you in the yard and shit like that as you drive by. yeah it's just like it, 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 <laughs> it just has such a weird vibe to it and i can't explain it other than that <laughs> Yeah, i know exactly what you mean it's just like one of those that you're just like let's get through here as quick as possible and uh somewhere that feels a little bit more like civilized if that makes sense but yeah for real <laughs> well yeah i uh, appreciate you for coming on the show man and for sharing and everything with me you want to remind the people you know uh about metal nerds and where they can check it out and stuff like that
1: yeah man dude thank you so much for having me this was awesome to sit down and finally chat about this kind of stuff it was it was it was really dope Oh yeah um, of course man but yeah, you can find Melkorner, Corner. It's every Monday on Adobe Howl at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just go to adobe.com or download the Adobe app or wherever you find podcasts right after that. You can find all of our links and info and merch at metalcornerners.com. Again, it's a podcast that combines pop culture and heavy music or alternative music. We've had some bands that aren't really in heavy bands on it as well. So yeah, if, if you're into talking about it's it's gotten more music but it's light on the music heavy on the pop culture but we like like you mentioned we range from anything you can think of to marvel to star wars to dc to wrestling to horror to just tv shows like wh- whatever the guest wants to talk about i try to work it in the best way possible
0: oh yeah no and i'll definitely uh make sure to put the uh your your website in the description as well as uh, adobe's as well so hell yeah man oh yeah man well, i appreciate you for coming on the show it was a uh, fun chatting with you for sure Yeah, man, this is awesome. And as usual, I'd just like to say thanks again for listening, and next week I'll be joined by another one of my favorite podcast hosts, Scott K. of the Church of Tarantino podcast, as well as the Cheeky Bastards podcast and the upcoming Smash, Mary Kill, or Eat. So be on the lookout for all of those. Go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all updates on the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can sign up for the Trash Mouth Horror Club over on Patreon. link for that is in the description. It's only $2 a month. You'll get some stickers in the mail and a couple other perks as well. Thank you guys again so much for listening. I hope you had a happy Halloween and stay safe.